everybody. Welcome to Critique or Cynicism, a podcast dedicated to identifying, analyzing, and steel-manning arguments everyone else labels as either woke pandering or the winding of toxic fandoms. How reasonable are common criticisms of modern media? Let's discuss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Critique or Cynicism podcast. My name is Natalie, and I will be your host on this critical or cynical journey. So buckle up and enjoy the ride on the critic chain, and let's talk about Mulan. Mulan 2020, to be exact. A quick disclaimer before we begin. The purpose of this podcast is not to throw shade at anyone who likes or doesn't like Mulan 2020. Please feel free to do so. All I'm going to do is take a criticism of a character show, or film, defend said character, critique said character, and determine, in a general sense, how much I agree with the criticism. With that out of the way, Mulan 2020 is a live-action remake of Disney's animated movie titled Mulan, which was released in 1998. However, many Disney fans took issue with the portrayal of Mulan in the remade version, from controversies surrounding the actress that played her to the depiction of the character herself. You see, in the original Disney animated movie, Mulan was a supremely intelligent, albeit a little clumsy, girl with no particular gifts besides her big brain, who joins China's army to combat foreign invaders in her injured father's place, saving his life. She masquerades as a man, and through hard work, intelligence, and perseverance, saves China. But in the live-action remake, Mulan shows extraordinary skill even as a child due to the mystical force called Qi. In the movie, Qi is a powerful, well, force, that is typically only used by men, and women are treated as witches if they use it. This is an issue because Mulan hit the chi jackpot, doing all the cool flippy flips and floppy flops with zero training and without breaking a sweat. She's a better fighter than everyone from the beginning, and while the other soldiers do not appreciate finding out she's a woman, after she reveals it to them of her own free will, they still follow her to battle fairly easily because why wouldn't they? She's a better fighter than all of them, and the Emperor needs saving. This, of course, has led to many fans labeling her as a Mary Sue. But what is a Mary Sue? To define my terms, I will refer to a Mary Sue as a character, typically female, as male characters are called Marty or Gary Stews, who is far too powerful or capable for the experience and training she has. Her gifts are mostly, if not entirely, unearned. She is near universally loved, except for by the antagonist, and she is always portrayed as in the right, at least when it actually matters. Sometimes she'll have some kind of flaw, but these flaws are usually superficial or not shown in any meaningful way, and they do not really make it harder for her to succeed. Mary Sue's are failures in writing, named after the original Mary Sue in Paula Smith's fanfiction parody, A Trekkie's Tale, where a 15-year-old Lieutenant Mary Sue shows basically all of the above traits. Captain Kirk hits on her. Spock praises her extreme intelligence. She saves everyone and her birthday becomes a national holiday on the Enterprise, ignoring previous character personalities and lore. Since Mary Sue's are portrayed as near-perfect, it is difficult to get invested in them, and the plot has no tension. These characters are what Paula Smith sought to make fun of. In defense of Hua Mulan, Film Magazine claims this version is a powerful heroine excelling in a stereotypically masculine world. Similarly, it notes that in the original Ballad of Mulan, the titular character is known for her fighting prowess, so the remake is more accurate to that. Another article agreed that she is extraordinarily gifted, 
but argued that since the true story of Mulan is about gaining acceptance, and she is forced to hide her abilities and overcome societal stigmas, that that is the true source of conflict, so there is adequate tension where it's most important. Also, even if her powers are unrealistic, characters like Mulan are power fantasies and role models for little girls, someone who looks like them and that they could look up to and pretend to be. After all, she's far from the only powerful character out there, and Gary Stews are not complained about as much, with examples like Dragon Ball Z being cited. However, Mulan's critics will be quick to point out that Disney's original portrayal of Mulan also showed a powerful heroine excelling in a stereotypically masculine world. Society starts out treating her as if her only purpose in life is to get married and produce children, established in the Honor to Us All song. We all must serve our emperor who guards us from the Huns, a man by bearing arms, a girl by bearing sons. By the end of the film, however, even the emperor bows to her. In the remake, she bows to the emperor. If any of the two movies portrays a stronger message of female empowerment, critics argue it is the original. Additionally, in the Chinese ballad, Mulan is introduced as a weaver, not a warrior, and there is no mention of her having been one before she took her father's place and joined the army, and there is no mention of her having incredible chi. The original animated film was about gaining acceptance as well, the only difference being, in the animated version, Mulan had to struggle and stumble, to fall and get back up many times before she could get her acceptance. She beat the societal stigma with hard work, not powers she was born with. She was not portrayed as more powerful than anyone, but she used her brain to create her own power. Finally, while it is certainly possible that some little girls will look up to this new version of Mulan, it is also much harder to do than with the original. In the new version, Mulan excels because she was born special. The sister that was added in the remake was not born special, and notably did not break through societal gender roles, ending up successfully matched at the end of the film after having only messed things up for Mulan, not helping her in any way. Us normal people, without the benefit of enhanced chi, are more like the sister than Mulan in terms of what we could aspire to be, while the original Mulan could have been anyone, provided they worked hard enough. Power fantasies are also valid, but they didn't create a Dragon Ball Z kind of film. They were making Mulan, and Mulan was never about having superpowers. She was about hard work, bravery, and intelligence. If the type of media you're making is meant to be a power fantasy, that's fine. But this wasn't supposed to be that. It depends on the genre and style you're using, so Dragon Ball Z is not a valid comparison to Mulan. Similarly, complaining about Gary Stews does not improve Mulan's character portrayal. It only attacks another character's portrayal. As a woman, though I do not presume to speak for all women, I find the criticism of Mulan mostly justified. As someone who loved the animated version so much that I watched it start to finish over and over again as a little girl, it was disappointing to see Mulan's intelligence, bravery, and perseverance all but stripped away. I'm not a Disney remake hater by any means. In fact, I was able to find enjoyment in Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, auto-tune issues aside, Aladdin, and The Lion King, though I don't know why the two-minute scene of following Simba's fur was necessary. Mulan's remake was the only one that I found myself actively disliking, and Mulan has the highest kill count of any Disney princess, which should be awesome. Hua Mulan wasn't relatable to me, and the only scrap of her intelligence surviving was the avalanche scene, which seemed like it was only there since it was in the original. Her hard work and problem-solving intelligence were replaced by Avenger-level superpowers, 
And even her bravery was tempered by the fact that if she was already the best at fighting and even liked it, then going to war as a fight would probably be appealing to Mulan even without her father. The message this movie unintentionally sent to me is that you can excel if you are born with immense talent already like Mulan was. If not, then you are like the sister and you will never choose your own destiny or save China. You won't even get to help. You'll be left home, not seen again for most of the movie, and then pop up at the end to tell the audience how happy you are fitting in the role society has picked out for you. Now, if this is what the sister wants, then great. I have no problem with that, just as I have no problem with the people who do look up to this version of Mulan and who did like the movie. I'm happy for you. But we do not know if the sister would have made a different choice had she been allowed, and I just find it to be a more interesting story when the protagonist must work for what they're given. And while I agree that most of the tension in Mulan comes from her acceptance and fear of her discovery as a woman, Hua Mulan is never in any danger of being executed, unlike the original. While Fa Mulan was spared only for having saved her captain's life, and then was ignored all the way up until the emperor was captured and they had no other options but to try hers, Hua Mulan knowingly revealed herself, was dishonored and exiled, then immediately welcomed back into the fold, not as another soldier, but as their leader. If this is the only source of conflict, and Mulan yet again has not really earned this loyalty, then the conflict feels shallow and too easily overcome. Mulan succeeds not through any character growth of her own, nor does she make use of her intelligence and perseverance in creative ways to propel herself to the top. She's given powers at birth that no other woman has, except for the witch, and that surpass even most of the male's powers as well. She's given the praise of her fellow officers because she's always been better than them, whereas the old Mulan nearly got kicked out of training camp. She's given command in the final battle after revealing herself to be a girl, overcoming societal stigma in the least satisfying way possible. She does not need to use intelligence, and she does not need to be brave. I would consider Mulan a Mary Sue, but even if she wasn't, she would be as close to that line as possible. But, as I said earlier, this is just my opinion, and you are free to disagree with me. I'm not asking anyone to dislike this movie because I do. That said, I find the critique of her is justified. Do you have any opinions you want to share about this topic? Suggestions for a future topic? Please let me know by emailing criticcynicpodcast at gmail.com and or by checking out my Facebook page, Critique or Cynicism Podcast. Thank you for listening and may all your movies be marvelous.